0: Sweating out electrolytes is not exclusive to warm weather. In cold conditions, cold temperatures, you still lose electrolytes and sweat. So it becomes really important that you are replacing sodium and potassium. Welcome to the Sports Nutrition Playbook Podcast, I'm your host, Amy Goodson. As a veteran sports dietitian, I know what it takes to fuel athletes to train, perform, and recover optimally. And that's what we do on this show. Provide the play-by-play on all things sports nutrition for athletes, parents, coaches, and athletic trainers. Today on the show, we are gonna be talking about hydration, For cold weather. No matter where you are in the country right now, the temperatures are cooler than what they were a few months ago. Even in Texas, the temperature is pretty cool and it will get colder as we get into January and February. So it's really important that we all work on hydration. We think about it when it's hot outside, it's easy to drink, that refreshing cold beverage either before a workout, during a workout, or to recover after a workout. However, many times in cold weather, people often underestimate their fluid needs because they don't feel as thirsty as they do in the warmer temperatures. However, just because you don't feel as thirsty – does not mean that you don't need as much fluid. It becomes so important that you are almost focusing more on your hydration when it's cold outside because you're less likely to pay attention to it and think that you need it. So when you think, all right, well, when it's hot, I'm sweating, I've got the sweat pouring off of me. Why do I need to hydrate as much in the cold? And while you don't always think about it, you actually still lose fluids through respiration because your body actually has to heat up that cold air as it's coming into your body and sweat. So even in the cold, you're sweating. (laughs) The challenge here is that a lot of times you don't realize how much you're sweating because you have more clothes on. So proper hydration becomes key because we want that proper hydration to help you maintain your performance, as well as help reduce the risk of other dehydration-related issues, such as cramping and fatigue. Now, when we talk about dehydration, we often talk about its really detriments in relationship to performance. And when it's like normal every day or hot temperatures, we say that a 2% level of dehydration equates to about a 10% decrease in performance. Now, in cold temperatures, you actually can still see this. We know that about a 2 to 3% of dehydration level can cause detriments in performance. So it makes hydration just as important as in the warm weather. So the first thing that you really want to do is monitor your hydration status. If you're going to be outside for hours on end, you might consider weighing before and after to see how much weight you lost or how much you lose during a training session so that you're able to replace the correct amounts. However, the easiest way to monitor your hydration is by looking at the color of your urine. So we know that the goal is to have your urine pale yellow to clear color. Apple juice and darker means no good. That means you are typically more dehydrated and you need to start drinking before you actually get to training. So you want your urine color to be pale yellow to clear. You know, when you first wake up in the morning, you're likely to be dehydrated. When you've trained hours and hours on end, you're likely to be dehydrated. When you are training twice a day you're more likely to be dehydrated. So these are scenarios where you really need to pay extra attention to your hydration status by looking at your urine color. If your urine is a darker color, that simply means you need to drink some more fluid before starting your training session or your competition. So number one, you want to measure that hydration status by your urine color Number two, you want to make sure that you are drinking plenty pre-workout, pre-training session, pre-competition. So we know that starts with drinking consistently throughout the daytime. So drinking water, low-calorie beverages or nutrient-rich beverages like milk and chocolate milk, smoothies, things of that nature can be helpful to help you get in hydration over the course of the day. Then we want to pay special attention to pre-workout, pre-training hydration, meaning that you want to consume at least 16 to 20 ounces of fluid with that pre-workout, pre-training meal about two to four hours before your training session. Then say the hour-ish or so before you want to make sure and drink at least another five to 10 ounces of fluid, you can use your urine color as a guide to know if you actually need to be drinking more than that. But for sure, 16 to 20 ounces of fluid, water, or sports drink with your pre-workout meal, Again, another five to 10 ounces with that pre-workout snack or just right before you get going and then drinking more if you need to and if that urine color is dark. All right. So then let's talk about during exercise hydration. So you might have been inside in your pre-exercise hydration, but now you are outside. And this is where those cold temperatures exist and that oftentimes can make it hard to drink those cold beverages. However, you still need to be drinking at least 5 to 10 ounces of fluid every 20 minutes of consistent exercise. So this becomes overly important to help prevent dehydration. Again, because you have a lot of clothes on, you may not realize how much you're sweating. And because you're cold, you may not want to drink a lot of extra fluid. However, we really need you to be hydrating to prevent those negative repercussions from dehydration. So making sure you're drinking 5 to 10 ounces every 15 to 20 minutes, and then when we talk about like how you should be carrying your fluid. So when we talk about this, oftentimes if you just have a water bottle outside or a sports drink and you are in really cold temperatures... That the fluid might actually freeze. And so that would be negative because then you wouldn't be able to consume it during your training session. So one of the things you wanna consider is thinking through a hydration system that's compatible with cold temperatures. So that might be having an insulated hydration system or an insulated hydration bottle so that it will keep the the fluid that you have in the bottle, the temperature that you want it to be. So if you're like me and you like drinking room temperature, water, then you would want to make sure and keep it in an insulated container so that it doesn't get too cold and freeze, because that obviously could have negative effects on being able to drink plenty of fluid. So think through that when you're taking your hydration outside in cold temperatures, probably need an insulated water bottle or an insulated water, like, you know, hydration system based on what type of training that you are doing. Then we want to talk about post-exercise, post-training. So we've talked about pre, during, and now post. Post Post-exercise, the goal is all about recovery, and we're wanting to make sure that we're getting carbohydrates and protein to refuel and rebuild, but we also need fluid to rehydrate. So that becomes really important, and typically we're talking about 16 ounces per pound lost during exercise. So if you weighed before your training session and you weighed after and you lost two pounds, you would drink two times 16 ounces, so 32 ounces of fluid. If you lost more than that, you would multiply however many pounds lost times 16 ounces. If you are not a person that weighs pre and post exercise, then it becomes important again to look at that urine color and we want to drink until we get that urine color back to pale pale yellow or clear. Now, one of the challenges with rehydrating in cold temperatures is that many times people don't want to drink a cold beverage. We often think of cold smoothies, sports drinks, and all of those things that do a great job of providing electrolytes, carbohydrates, and protein, especially when it comes to smoothies. But many times athletes are not looking for a cold beverage. So, What I want you to think about is getting creative with your post-workout hydration. So if cold drinks are not your thing when you're cold – they are not mine – Consider like a room temperature drink. So that's one way that you can very easily do it. If you like water, room temperature water. However, if we're needing carbon protein, you benefit from hydrating with a beverage that has carbohydrate and protein in it. So one creative way to do that is with what I like to refer to as hot smoothies. Yes, I said hot smoothies. So I want you to think about taking milk, maybe Apples, cinnamon, and maybe a protein powder or a Greek yogurt, blending that all together and then heating it on the stove. It's almost like an apple pie smoothie. You can do this with different fruits that taste good. You know, think of like what you would eat in a cobbler. Flip your cobbler to a smoothie and make it with milk. You have to heat it on the stove. So the ideal way to do this is to put everything in a food processor. Or a blender, blend it up and then heat it slowly on the stove. And then you can drink it as a post workout hot smoothie, providing your body with carbohydrate, protein, and fluid. Hot chocolate made with milk is another fantastic way to refuel after a workout. So we know that milk has one gram of high quality protein per ounce. So if you can make a 12 to 16 ounce glass of hot chocolate, you're getting 12 to 16 ounces of protein. If you use an ultra filtered milk or maybe make it even with some chocolate protein powder, you can up that protein. The goal is getting 15 to 25 grams of protein post-workout. So hot chocolate made with milk, you will get a little bit of sugar from the chocolate which will give you your carbohydrate and then obviously protein from the milk. You can add a little marshmallow if you want in there, but that's a fantastic way to warm up as well as refuel after that workout. Another really fantastic way to replace your electrolyte levels is with soup. So way back in the day when I worked for the Texas Rangers, I remember, they came out this story that some sports team in Seattle, I can't remember if it was the Mariners or it might have been the Seahawks, I can't remember. They were drinking chicken broth on the sidelines and people were like, oh my gosh, why are they drinking chicken broth? What's the secret behind chicken broth? And I'm like, it's warm salt water that tastes good and they're cold. I am telling you, it is the simplest thing, but perfect for post-workout hydration. So think about chicken broth, beef broth, vegetable broth, whatever broth you want. It's very salty. So drinking a broth could be an excellent way to rehydrate with fluid and electrolytes after a workout. If you want to get all three in one, carbs, protein, and fluid, then consider soup that has protein and rice, protein and pasta, or something of that nature. So there's lots of drinkable soups out there even that have a little bit of carbohydrate in them. You might have to add a little more protein. But soup as well as chicken broth or vegetable broth can be a fantastic way to both get in your carbohydrate protein from if it's a soup or at least get in your sodium and your fluid for the rehydration. So get creative with your post-workout fluid choices because the best part of this is not only will they help you refuel they also will help warm your body up. So warming your core temperature up will get you to a much more comfortable temperature faster. So added benefit for, from post workout nutrition that's made with hot smoothies, hot chocolate or a soup or broth. All right. So we've talked about making sure that we are hydrating, making sure that we are measuring our hydration status, focusing in on pre, during and post workout hydration. I just mentioned electrolytes. The next thing that we really want to talk about is making sure that you are replacing your electrolytes. When you sweat, you lose both fluid and electrolytes, specifically sodium and potassium. And sweating out electrolytes is not exclusive to warm weather. In cold conditions, cold temperatures, you still lose electrolytes and sweat. So it becomes really important that you are replacing sodium and potassium with either electrolyte-rich drinks or snacks, especially if you're training for hours on end. So if you don't wanna consume a sports drink, we just talked about how a broth, a warm broth could be an excellent way to replace sodium as well as fluid. You could also look at just drinking room Temperature beverages and then consuming a sodium potassium rich snack with a food. So that's something that you could do there. Sodium assault. So eating a salty food could be helpful. But again, we want to make sure that you're replacing not just your fluid, but your electrolytes. When it's hot outside and people are sweating, we tell them to say, see, do you have white on your clothes once they dry? White on your hat, your clothes, your shoes, your socks. If so, that's often a symbol that you are sweating out a lot of salt. You technically can do that with your cold clothes as well. You just have to wait to let them dry. So make sure post-workout that you're not only getting your carb, protein, and fluid, but that you're also replacing those electrolytes. And then when we talk about hydration and we talk about just overall hydration in the body, we want to make sure that you are wearing layers when you're outside training so that you can remove a layer if needed, because overheating can actually happen happen when it's cold outside. We don't think about it, but when we have layers of clothing on, that sweat isn't able to evaporate like it is in hot weather. So, Being able to adjust your clothing is important in case you need to take off an extra layer as you are getting hotter and hotter. Then, once you're done training, we want you to get those wet clothes off of you as fast as possible. That's going to allow your body to start heating up. So, I mean, I remember one time I was training for a half marathon in the Dallas Fort Worth area in the end of January and beginning of February and it was cold and so I'd wear like a little beanie hat and a scarf and all the things and I would come back and you really don't realize you're sweating and I would get back and my little beanie hat would be soaking wet my clothes were soaking wet on the inside and so many times you just don't realize it from that cold but your clothes are wet with sweat so you want to get those off so that your body can get back to a more moderate temperature and And then not have to have all those wet clothes right on top of you. So that is kind of a behavior change, but something you also need to do. So as you think about your hydration status in the cold temperatures, think through what's going to work best for you. How can you bring an insulated water bottle? What are you going to do about post-workout, post-training, post-game, post-race, whatever it is? rehydration. These are going to be essential because just like in the heat, if you get behind on your hydration, the likelihood is you're going to experience dehydration faster. And with dehydration become often comes fatigue, can come muscle cramps and all of those negative things. So while it may not be front of mind, hydration and cold temperatures, very important. Figure out what works for you. A lot of times people ask me as a sports dietitian, what's the Best. And there's not always a best. There are a variety of hydration techniques, mechanisms, and beverages that can work for you. You need to figure out what I just said what works for you and what works best also what you have access to. You know, if you don't have time to blend a hot smoothie after a workout, but you could grab a a hot chocolate from a coffee shop on the way home, maybe that's what you do. So really thinking through what are the best strategies for hydration in your situation with your schedule, your training, your racing, your competitions, whatever that is. But I would just encourage you as we go through these colder months out of the year, put hydration at the top of your training schedule checklist. It is something you need to think about in advance and really focus on. But if you do and you stay hydrated, you will help prevent yourself from experiencing the negative side effects of dehydration, which ultimately should help you feel better, have more energy, and keep your performance at an optimal level. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. If you have questions or would like me to cover a specific topic, leave us a review. And for more information and resources, check out the sportsnutritionplaybook.com and be sure to tune in every other week for new episodes.